It's Robin Marshall, America's number one sugar mom. All these months now, I've been discussing dating and being in your 50s, not being attached to anybody, what dating sites are like. And I decided, you know, with all the sites that I have looked through and mingled with, that I would talk to one man and get a male perspective from his side of the screen. What's it like to be the man on the other side of the computer screen dealing with all of us? Does he find us to be moronic? Does he find us to be frustrating? Is it impossible to break through to a woman like us? What does he have to do to make him seem better, to make himself stand out? And what are we doing wrong as potential dates from his perspective? And I bet he's capable of speaking for a lot of men. Now, I've not just picked some random dude that I don't know anything about. I happen to have been texting back and forth with this man on this site for about 10 minutes. I don't know anything more really than his profile and where he's from. But I could tell that he was intelligent and he's a go-getter and he knows what he wants when he wants it. So I asked him, would you care to be on my podcast? Maybe you can be informative enough for us to help us change a couple things about ourselves that maybe we're doing wrong. Our approach or our answering to someone like you. And he said, sure, anything to offer better results in the long run. And you know, we can all learn from it. You, me, him, other men that might be listening. Because dating sites are not easy. I swear I feel like it's a full-time job. It's exhausting. But would you stay in that marriage that was a total train wreck in comparison? You know, this is the side that we always wondered about. Is it better on the other side of the looking glass? Or should I just stay put and be miserable forever with my wonderful loving children and whether he's there or not, absentee husband? Well, between you and me, I feel you made the right choice. You took a leap of faith walked through the looking glass and into a world that's a bit crazy and whacked. <laughs> but at least you now have options and choices. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Bob from Pittsburgh. And I can't wait to hear what you have to say. Hi, Bob, and welcome. Hi, Robin, and I am very excited to be here. You know what? I think I'm more excited to have you here. Because it's very rare that women get to hear what's inside of a man's head uh, as far as dating sites and, and what they're really looking for and the innards to this, this crazy world we've all stepped inside of. So can I ask you, what are you looking for when you get on a dating site? Well, being a human resources executive, I read a lot of resumes. It's really great to see a photo that's if they're real <laughs> on these dating websites. Have you had many experiences where they're not real? Uh, yes, I have. What is it that you're looking for when you enter into the world of a dating site? In this fast-paced environment that we seem to be in, at our age of 50 and above, I'm looking for someone that could attract my attention and reading the profiles and looking at the pictures gives you uh, an idea of what you're really looking for to screen through the process. So wait a second. You could be looking for something initially 
And all of a sudden you read somebody's profile and what you were looking for may not be what you were intentionally looking for in the first place. Something might strike you. Correct. So we really don't know what we're looking for until it hits us right in the face. Yes. You know, it, sometimes you might have a one-track mind of saying, okay, I'm going to look for a blonde. I'm going, she's going to be five foot seven. She's going to be outgoing. She's going to be driven. But then you come across a profile that maybe somebody has red hair and is very personable, and that really attracts you. Now, isn't that interesting? That's a, that's a very strong point that I think all men and women should consider. What we set out looking for is not exactly what we might find appealing. And we can be swayed, turned around in a 360, a 180. It doesn't matter. It's that spark. It's what makes your mind start to race and gives your heart butterflies. It's called seduction. Well, let me tell you, so far, the seduction has been slow. Well, it's also called passion. And I think a lot of people, my opinion, are afraid to let that passion loose because everyone at our age has been hurt. And they're so afraid to just let it all out there and wear their emotions on their sleeve or their heart on their sleeve. Is that how you feel? Well, in some ways. I was looking at these dating websites with parameters and blinders. I was looking for particular interests, particular work history, uh, area where they lived. Yeah. And then I realized... I'm 59 years old. Why do I have to look at things with blinders on and put things in parameters? It's not giving up something that I was really looking for. In reality, it's like I don't need to have specifics anymore. I want some person that's going to be attractive, some person that is going to stimulate my mind while making my heart race. And, you know, so many women have told me that, well, I've been hurt. I don't want this. I don't want that. Well, when you get right to it there, you start limiting your options of who you can meet. If you want to pay money to join a website, then take advantage of it and just open your eyes a little bit and don't be so structured. I totally agree. And you know what? That's a realization I've just come to myself. I had these parameters where I said, you must live within 50 miles of Dallas, Texas. But then I thought to myself, I think this had to be two weeks ago I came to this sudden realization where I said, well, you know what? There are planes and trains and somebody can move to the other person's location or, you know, vice versa. There are multiple options. That's the word, options. And I think a lot of us are closed-minded when we enter the dating site world. We know what we want when we get there, and we don't change ourselves fast enough. We don't keep up with the pace. Well, let me go ahead and add to that by saying that my rule of thumb is that if I'm going to meet somebody that's outside 
my area, whether it's 50 miles to 1,200 miles, it's going to be, look, I'm the gentleman, and if you're taking the time to meet me, then I'm going to drive the 200 miles to meet you because that tells a lot about a person, and it tells someone that this person is going to be caring and this person is going to be excited to meet me if they're going to drive. So many times women have said, well, I'll drive halfway. Or a rule of thumb for women is I would let the male plan a date or give some options, but make them extend themselves. Make them realize that you have to learn about me. Hold them, hold them accountable to who exactly. they are. Exactly. How easy is it for you to tell a gentleman or any female to tell a gentleman? The bottom line is if I'm going to ask you out and then I'm going to say, well, what would you like to do? Don't make it easy for the men. Let them think. Let them use their mind. And let them use themselves. Creativity. Be creative because then you have an idea of, is this person really for me? Yep. That makes a lot of sense. When you first go on to a dating site, and I'm talking about these traditional type dating sites like Match or Plenty of Fish or Our Time, what is the first thing that turns you off? If a woman writes you, and wants to talk to you, the first thing you do, obviously, is, well, no, it's not obvious. When somebody writes to me, I don't look at the message first. I go to their profile first. And then I will look at the message because, in my case, it's a little different because I was sick for a while and people do write to me more often than not to congratulate me on uh, recovery. But for the normal person that's not gone through a sickness that has not mentioned it on a dating site, Do you look at the message that comes in or do you go right to the profile of the person and look there first? And what turns you off, either or? Okay. First off, when I get a so-called flirt or a message, and, and here's the thing. If you're going to take the time to meet someone or you want to extend yourself, uh, don't send easy, quick, automatic mess- messages. Just go ahead, take the time, and be creative. I agree. What, what I look at is that I will read the message to see what they say. Mm-hmm. Then I will go back to their profile and read their interest. And the biggest turnoff is I am looking for this. If you are not that, if you are not this, just keep on walking. From a woman's perspective, now, let me just clarify that. Probably a type A woman's perspective. That's me. When I get on a dating site, and if I am going to own up to what I'm looking for. Uh, Excuse me. You're looking for the perfect template. Yes. soon to be Prince Charming. Perfect. You're looking for the perfect outline. (laughs) Okay, yes. Very well said. So when a woman like me goes on a site like this, we look at a few things. First, I'll see the message. I'll see the person's photograph. 
And God forgive me, but I do look at somebody's picture, and it matters a lot to me. And I'm not the type that judges a book by its cover. I'm not. But I do know myself well enough that I'm not going to make some man go through torture to try and change things because I want something else. I'm not going to do that. So I won't read the message. First, I'll look at the profile and the picture. And I'll see because I look for, and I would say a lot of women that are in my position look for a certain thing. And this is, they want to know what you do for a living. They want to make sure you're self-sufficient and then some because they don't want to be taking care of a man at this age. They want to know if you were married and divorced. And secretly, they want to know why you were divorced, but they would never ask that question. All right, but it's there. They want to know that you are still sexually active, or that you even like sex. Because, you know, we're rediscovering ourselves at this age. If we haven't found ourselves in our 30s and 40s, this is the time to do it. And we have. And so these things matter to us, whether you have children or you don't have children. If you've had dogs, if you've had anything that you've had to take care of in your life, that's what a woman looks for. So... There are other women that aren't like us, that aren't type A, that just want to know if you're a nice guy and an honest guy, and you'll do sweet things for them, and you'll go out dancing or this and that. I look for the bullets, not just the bullet points. And, and I'm sure that there are guys out there, too, that are the same way. If I had my way, I would not only ask how much you make for a living— I would want to know something about your personal body parts. You know, like I would want to know if I'd be happy sexually with a guy like that in that picture with that description and that profile because I already know what I like and what I don't like and and it doesn't mean that I'm set in my ways. It just means physically, not emotionally and not intellectually. Physically, I know certain things that I like. Why can't there be a dating site that says something like that without being gross? Well, you bring up valid points. Let's just say this from a male perspective now. I am 59. I've already lived more than half my life. All my friends told me, Bob, you look for this type of girl. You look for that type of girl. You need to scale back in what you want Maybe look at their mind. Learn to find them attractive. Excuse me. How can you learn to find someone attractive? There's either an initial spark, and they better be damn well attractive. (laughs) And at this point in my life, I'm not putting sex on the back burner. You're adults. If you go out and meet, and there's that spark, and you want to make love, go for it. It's not like a one-night stand, but if it is, you learn that I had fun, but now I know what the sex is like, and it's not going to meet my expectations, so I'm going to move on. And a lot of people take two, three, four, five, six months before they say, well, let's go to bed, or let's do this, or let's do that. Why waste the time? Because if you're not physically attracted to them, and if they're not going to meet your sexual expectations, why prolong it? Get rid of it. You know, we should almost have something like speed dating that's sex. 
I'm saying when we're 59, 60 years old, or however old we are after 50, we all want to know certain things about each other. And we don't want to take the time over four months. There, I would never go four months with a man and not have sex with him. Are you kidding me? I want to get to the point. I want to get to the bottom line. I want to know if there's more to grow, if there's more to harvest, if there's something worth living the rest of my life with. So when I say sex speed dating, I mean, like, have you ever done a speed dating thing where you have five minutes to talk to somebody and then you get up and you change seats and you have another five minutes to talk to the next person? So maybe they should do that with sex. (laughs) Well, maybe they could, but you know what? Yes, I've had that speed dating. I was all over the table. That's how clumsy I was. All right, so let me stop you and let me ask you this. What was the worst date you've ever had that came from a dating site? I will tell you if I'm allowed to. Uh, Let me just stop you right there. This is a podcast, darling. You can say whatever the fuck you want. Well, that's what I'm fucking talking about because we're in a fucking roll right now. Okay. The first one was last year. The lady put on her profile that she was 63. At that time, I'm 58. You know what? Five years difference. What does it matter? She was attractive. We had fun. It was a blast when we had sex. I started to realize her age because when she got on top of me, her wig come flying off her head (laughs) and hit the paddle fan. It was going around the paddle fan. I'm laying down on my back. She's on top of me, moaning and groaning, and I'm looking at this earpiece flying around the paddle fan. (laughs) I can't. She still looked good, but... It was hard to figure out, you know. She's looking at me, wondering why I'm chuckling, and I'm trying to keep pace. And But it was great sex. But, <laughs> so that was like a little bit of an eye-opener, but it was damn good sex. But just recently, I went to meet a lady who posted pictures on her profile, sent me text messages of her pictures, says we will meet at one of the well-known coffee shops. I'm glad that she told me what she was fucking wearing because I was more than happy that this place had a drive-thru. She said that she would be in a peach sleeveless sweater. And with her pictures, I was thinking, damn, this is going to be a good date. I'm excited. Right. I pull in and I got shell-shocked and my heart stopped. And for me, thinking that I was going to have a heart on seeing her, (laughs) I actually deflated because she was so large that that top that she put on had to be burnt orange. (laughs) And by the time she got it over her body, it was peach because the material strapped. Oh, Lord. What a picture you just painted. (laughs) So really, the bottom line here is you cannot misrepresent yourselves on a dating site because eventually we all have to pay the piper. If we're going to meet each other, we have to represent ourselves the right way. Because what's the point? Exactly. And just remember, 
whether you're a man or a woman, that you end up going to meet someone and you never know outside of the dating website where you're going to run into them. Because I reached out to a lady and she responded back to me by saying, ha, you must be joking. I don't date dogs. Dogs. So she classified me as being unattractive. Well, that's great. You know what? That's your preference. Go on. That's perfectly fine. Well, in Pittsburgh, it's like a little village. Everybody knows someone. And more importantly, no matter where you go, you don't know who you're going to run into. Mm. Well, she was at a high-end restaurant sitting at the bar with a date. Okay. And she walked to the bathroom and stopped and said to me, I'm actually on a date, but here's my business card. Will you call me? You recognized her from the site. I recognized her from the site. I recognized her telling me that I looked like hell. Right. And that she wouldn't date dogs. Right. And then she didn't recognize me. Right. Well, I wasn't going to let this go. I said, (laughs) fuck you, bitch. This is the way I'm going to do it. So I walked over to her and I said, excuse me to the gentleman. I said, I don't mean to be rude, but Carla, every time it's your turn to watch the kids for the weekend, you're out fucking around. Who has our kids? Well, he got up and said to her, well, you told me you didn't have kids on your website. Now, what's going on? He said, sir, I'm sorry. She told me that she was never married. She was never this, never that. If you're going to fucking go out and do something like that, I'm going to fucking destroy you. (laughs) Bob, I'm going to stop you right there because what better way to end this podcast? That was amazing. Can I just say... You've really added depth and dimension to what I've been trying to share with women and men that have been eavesdropping throughout the last year. And I so appreciate you coming on board tonight with this. Thank you very much for joining us. I would welcome it anytime I enjoyed myself. And to the ladies, don't put yourself in a box. Don't put the person that you're looking for in a box. Go out and enjoy yourself. And the most important thing is, if they can make you laugh, that's a fucking hell of a person. Like he said, it's Robin Marshall, America's number one sugar mom. Love you very much. Bob, I love you too. Thank you. Just a reminder, this Thursday will probably be the last episode of Lemons to Lemonade. God willing. I just can't go through anymore with the ovarian cancer, shtick. But I'd like to fill you in as to what has happened in my life with regard to that since 2015 until today. And if there's any comment that you'd like to leave, leave it right there on the site that you've got the podcast playing out of. Feel free to leave me a few stars if you like something that you've heard. I'm not begging. I'm not demanding. I'm just asking because it's the only way iTunes recognizes me. I don't even know how that whole system works. I'm just telling you what they tell me. But another way to reach me is through email, robinmarshallsugarmom at gmail.com. And if you write and you tell me your t-shirt size and your address, 
I'll send you a t-shirt. Free. I'll even pay the shipping. It's just because I love the fact that you're here. Thank you once again for listening. It's Robin Marshall. Signing out. A Westwood One podcast production.